0: you're listening to 101 with tommy zam on the 37th episode we sit down with ella sahar talking about music and life let's do this
1: Turn my. i just realized my messages is still on
0: oh your messages are still on
1: yeah let me turn the uh what do you call it i don't want any
0: sound Oh, you want to turn the silent off?
1: Yeah. All right. I'm good. Messages is off.
0: Well, Elle, how are you doing?
1: I'm doing excellent. How are you?
0: Good, good. So where are you located at? Are you up north? Are you down south? Yeah, <gasps>
1: I'm a little New England girl. I'm in Connecticut, Connecticut okay. at the um, New York line.
0: Okay. And, so, and is it cold up there right now?
1: Pretty cold. I mean we 20s and some single digits these next yeah. this next week. Uh don't ask me how I do it stupidity as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> I try to go I try to go away at least once a, a winter um to Florida or somewhere somewhere warm for a week or so. So I'll pro- I'll be looking forward to doing that again real soon.
0: Yeah, so you can get your nice tan on and you know? and
1: have,
0: you, and have your margaritas.
1: Vitamin D got to get into that.
0: I know it is. I mean, you can't just stay in, you know, Connecticut being all pale white, you know?
1: Pale white and shivering. I'm like a little (laughs) chihuahua, you know? I look like a a homeless person. I got three layers when I go out the door just to walk the dog.
0: Man, if I I live up there, I wouldn't even go out, man. I'll be like a big old black bear just hovering hibernating in the house have all my food and just come out winter time got a big old beer belly and I'll be like all right time to lose some weight
1: not far off right now I mean things are real snugly in my house I got a dog (laughs) and a cat and plenty of food and you know
0: yeah I I just couldn't I couldn't deal with that cold weather man I, I I have to stay in like warm climate weather so I Right now, I'm in Pensacola, Florida. I mean, it's cold here. I mean, and I tell people, people don't believe it's cold here, but it's pretty freezing because it's higher elevation, and all the cold fronts and all the storms hit Pensacola before it hits South Florida or Central Florida. So, uh, it gets but what's pretty-
1: cold really for you there? It's still going to be in the fifties, I'm guessing, or 60s. No, no, really,
0: today, no. Today is
1: that is not wow. Florida.
0: Yikes. Actually to high today is fifty-four. Yeah. But but tonight it's gonna drop down to forty nine. But I mean the last couple of days freezing in Pensacola is below thirty-two. Yeah. And then it was like twenty-nine degrees. And I had to put on the water, turn the faucet so that it doesn't freeze and all that stuff. I was like, dude, this is so stressful. Get me back to California. You I'm, know? I'm with...
1: Yeah. And then what are your temps back in San Diego Are
0: what, oh 60s
1: God. then? 60, 70s right now. Oh, you'll,
0: you'll freak out, dude. It's like <laughs> high high 66, high 70, oh, that's actually lovely. high 70 and low 40.
1: Yeah. I'm not cool with the lows, but those highs are, are not too bad. I'll take well, that well, over this. Well, you guys –
0: well, you got to think about it, it's, it's different because out here on the east and the south, we have a lot of humid, so it's that human cold, human cold, you know, it's wet cold. Out there, it's dry heat, so you don't really that 486 is really not that cold to mm-hmm. us because we're so used to wet cold.
1: Yeah, I don't really buy the whole dry heat, cold, wet, whatever. I'm sorry, I when I was in Arizona and it was over hundreds it was you know whatever it is 103 104 hot hot i don't really <laughs> care it's it's hot i'm gonna stay inside the air conditioning like a little baby
0: But yeah. well you're in arizona so you don't have you know we got lake and stuff like that but i mean yeah that's hot yeah. 100 105 110 that's that's hot dude
1: yeah right it doesn't matter it's hot hot
0: hot well see i remember one time when i was in while i was living in san diego or while i was living in san diego i remember i was living i live i live on the beach and it was and i think it got down to 100 degrees and out there people got to understand that we don't have air conditioner all we got is a heater and then we have to buy fans from target wherever so that all the fans be sold out because that's all we have to keep us cool is fans and <laughs> And it was 100 oh. degrees, and it was so hot, and you had to open all your windows. Well, I opened all my windows. I don't shut anything out because I, I lived in the studio, so everything flowed through the studio. So it was still freaking hot, but I had, like, two fans blowing on me just to keep my air little area cool. And it's, 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 it was hot. I'll tell you that for sure.
1: Yeah. I've, I've heard that about uh, my, my friend in Puerto Rico leaving. There's no air conditioning. He doesn't have air conditioning. He just – well, and the French do that too. They don't bother with air conditioning. They just f- a fan, maybe, or leave the windows open. Which I'm, I'm definitely no pun intended. I'm a fan of, like, just a breeze to keep it cool and moving. But when it gets really hot, and especially because I have a, I have a cold weather dog,
0: mm-hmm. I can't,
1: I can't subject her to when it gets really hot. I gotta get the temperature down in the house a bit for her. But most of the time. Cause I'm right at the water. Just leave the windows open. Maybe the ceiling fan going. Catch the breeze. It's it's nice.
0: No, it is, isn't it? I mean, cause I mean, then huh. you can wake up. You hear the ocean or wherever you live. I mean, you you know, like you can hear the ocean or lake or whatever. You know. Mm-hmm. It's a great feeling. Trust me on that. And what yeah. kind of dog? you? Say you got a winter dog. What kind of winter dog? Uh,
1: she's a Spitz. It's a Pomeranian. Oh. So this she is in her element right now. She goes outside. <laughs> I had, I had one before her, same exact thing, a little Pomeranian, and they just love, when it gets cold, that is their jam. Just go outside, run around, they lay down, they love the snow. It's great to see her happy, but I'm miserable. <laughs> so I'm like, can we go back in now? It's been a half hour. <laughs> you should be plenty chilled out here.
0: So she's a little yeah. bougie a little bit?
1: maybe i maybe. don't know i don't i don't really other than loving on her a whole lot i don't pay, i don't baby her you know she's she's a sturdy little 6 pounder <laughs> <laughs> she's a i mean she's a big lover she loves the snuggles loves being on your feet or in your lap um but she, i you know i'm not i'm not putting her in dresses or anything like that
0: Oh, please don't do that she's i can't a, I can't picture you do that. You know, I, I see I see people do that, and I'm just like, why are you dressing up your dog, man? This is this is crazy.
1: You know where it's good for is going to like if you're using your dog as a therapy dog, mm-hmm. going to senior centers or children's children's spots. Um, they love it. Then it's then it's all right, I guess. But
0: but if you're no, going. If you're going to the mall and you have your dog and and like wearing the same outfit you're wearing, you know?
1: Well, yeah, this, there are extremes, right? (laughs) And you and I probably are on the same page with what that extreme looks like. I, I wouldn't be doing that. She'll wear a t-shirt if it's raining out, you know, just low to the ground. I don't want her belly getting real dirty, but, um, too many, too many accoutrements is not necessary. It's still
0: a dog. Exactly. I mean, I I had a dog. He 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 passed away in August with bone cancer, and he was a uh, English massive, and his name was Elwood, and I called him L. And your name is L. That's why that's thought so
1: was funny. Yeah, that's,
0: that's what I thought it was funny. And he was a brindle, beautiful dog, dude. Mm.
1: How old him. was he? Um. They don't
0: know. live long. No, they don't live long. But he, he, him, and me were married for eleven years and five months.
1: Wow.
0: Yeah, was, that was is a, pretty
1: incredible for that size dog. Yeah, it
0: was, that, that. it was a long marriage. It was a long marriage, you know. But we yeah. we had, we had our ups and downs, and there's sometimes I wanted to kick him to the moon, and there's probably times he wanted me to kick me sure. to the moon. But, but we had a we had a great marriage, you know.
1: Yeah.
0: And, uh, and what I you know people know that we weren't actually married. You know, this is just a saying. You know. Um, I feel. Now, <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it was great because I mean he was he was the coolest dog. He was the he was a man dog, you know. He, he was basically basically a man dog because he, he 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 did what he wanted to do. I mean, we he loved the beach. He, he loved being dirty and just running around in the woods and stuff like that. But what i was saying is, when we go up to the mountains to Julian or go see snow, he had a hoodie. I mean, I had this late girl made him a hoodie, and and I had to go I had to go to uh, Walmart to get a kid size small hoodie to fit on him or extra large. Oh gosh.
1: Aww.
0: Yeah. So you that's would close shopping. We, yeah. Hey, well, hey, I did go clothes shopping, but that was my thing was get a hoodie because I try to find a hoodie online for English Massive or Petco or anything. They didn't have anything. They had these like little small little like t- toy dogs. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because those dog
1: your bigger dog usually doesn't need something. It's not like they get cold like a frail little chihuahua <laughs> would or a Yorkie. But impressive you were able to just yeah, go to the kids section. Probably cheaper.
0: Oh, way cheaper. But
1: those pet boutiques are insane. I was just talking to some friends about that yesterday. How there's dog beds that go for thousand dollars. <laughs>
0: Why? Oh, are you, you serious?
1: Yes. Yes. People will sell sweatshirts that are more expensive than people's sweatshirts
0: no for dogs. Way. Mm-hmm. Big business. Big business. Well, you know what? We start a business. Right? Because <laughs> it just keeps growing. I don't know. I mean, everybody has dogs, you know.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And they take them on. Would you ever take your dog on a plane?
1: I with my last one I did. I yeah. Did. She went she went a bunch actually mostly to Colorado um when I was dating someone out there it was a long time ago but she used to come every winter for over Christmas and I think we went a couple um, summers too we would go for like two weeks at a time two and a half weeks or something like that and she had no problem she was fantastic getting her little in her little carrier and you wouldn't even know she was in it she was That's so great. good, yeah.
0: Yeah, I, I could never take Elwood on a, a, a plane. I mean, this is actually a car. I mean, How? he you know, well, he, he was in a car. I mean, we went road tripping. Man, he loved this road trip. Man, I like, mean, mm. he loved his road trip, and and we just traveled a lot. You know, drove around, went all around, this and that. And I mean, he's a well-known dog around the world. People would take pictures of him from 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 Europe to whatever. I mean, people would come in town and just take pictures. And I see him it's like, oh, a picture. And I'm like, wow, you never seen a big dog like him before?
1: Not a lot of people do.
0: And what was cool is he was Brindle. So his Brindle was unique because it mm-hmm. wasn't your typical Brindle, it was all matching, like every line matched. Because usually you see Brindles, their their lines are not matching or are connected or anything like that. And plus his eyes were Brindle too, were orange. Wow!
1: Now I got to get a picture of this dog.
0: You'll you'll see it. I'll 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 DM you a picture. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll DM you a picture. Well, cool. Um. So you ready to get into this? Talk a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Now All
1: that right. we've covered, uh, you know, weather wow. and dogs, two very important I'm, things right now. <laughs> I know, right?
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, what do you got? Well some,
0: the, well, some of the viewers might know who you are, and some might not. Um. True. Tell us a little bit of a little bio about yourself.
1: Well, I am a singer songwriter. Uh, I I generally preface it with multi genre or indie alternative because the texture of my voice is quite different than most singer songwriters, and then I don't stay in a particular genre of music. So there's a little country rock blues folk thing that streams around um yeah taught myself guitar coming out of college and just started songwriting and focused on my voice and pretty much the rest is history just trying to make music record release it bend in with the times and lived in New York for most of my life. I'm um, back in Connecticut where my roots are probably almost, I don't know if it's about nine years now. And I try and travel a little bit. I used to travel a lot more. Um, I'll, I'll get back into it this year though. So yeah, I'm tiny, I'm a little like a little five footer, barely five feet, something like that. Real big. <laughs> you
0: hear that, guys? Guy. She's five feet. <laughs> She, she's, using, she's using this as her Tinder thing or bumble thing so that you guys can hit her up. Now I'm joking. Five
1: feet. I don't know how much I weigh, probably somewhere around 100 pounds. I got a little dog. Yeah. Um, All right,
0: guys. She has a lot of baggage. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, yeah, I guess that's about you a
0: know, little bit about you.
1: That's cool. A little bit about me. Yeah.
0: And, and so let's go back a little bit. So, when you were growing up, like, did, what influenced you in this, into music? Did you have, like, your parents played music? Did they, like, you know, used to play um, records or CDs or whatever back in the day or something like that?
1: I didn't have terribly too much music in my family. I, I know my grandfather um, played violin and conducted some orchestra for a while. And then my grandmother also played violin a little bit. I never heard them play. This was something just from the history that I learned about. And growing up, my my one brother is very musically inclined, mostly on guitar. And I think the other one dabbled with drums and guitar. Um, but most most of what I heard in the house was stuff my parents listened to, whatever records or tapes or whatever was laying around that I would listen to and then hearing my brother play through the wall there was a time when I was just listening to a lot of whatever they were listening to Stones, ACDC Kiss uh, Def Leppard <laughs> the one brother was a real metal metal rocker um, I don't I guess I guess the other one was kind of rock I would say mostly okay. rock stuff Um so I, I went to a, a performance school when I was really young. I, I went to a production with my parents to see some kids' production of Alice in Wonderland and said I wanted to do that. And so they signed me up for classes. And things kind of took off after that. The woman who ran the studio knew a manager in New York. And she hooked me up. And then I started auditioning for stuff. And so I did the child actor thing. Theater and TV and film and voice work, a lot of voice work, mostly voice work. Um, So by the time I went to college for musical theater, I was like, I think I'm kind of out of this game. There's only so many roles for me and I hate the audition process. Oh, I hate it. It's so demeaning and (laughs) I hate it. So yeah, I just focused. I was like, my voice is my strong point. Let me see if I can start writing some songs for real. And it was kind of, kind of it. I really didn't look back after
0: that. Dude, that's pretty rad. I mean, just to think that you had, like, I mean, you said you never heard your grandparents perform, but I mean, I mean, that's pretty rad to have, like, you're knowing that your grandparents. And their heyday where we're all into music. I mean, so in a way you kinda sounds like you kinda your your family and your brother or your brothers and you kinda like took up their their stuff, you know, not their stuff, but their 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 I can't think Some of the abilities word. or yes.
1: their um interests as well. Yeah.
0: Do you ever thought like you ever try to go back and see or hear them perform at all? Or there I you-
1: don't know that there's any recordings, but I I might be able to dig a little bit. Um, I unfortunately I think got too uh, too interested in learning about who they were too late in the game. Mm-hmm. So, like uh, my, my these are just the 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 grandparents on my maternal side. My paternal side, I was born far after they were long gone. Oh okay. Um, so I don't really know much about them or. Never met them. My dad side, "I think, yeah, I don't know what she didn't do anything. She was, this always sounds bad to say, but she she was raising kids. That was it. Um, <laughs> And and he was a shoemaker. So oh, wow. that's right. Totally was... different. I know, right? Totally different world than um, my dad's side. my yeah. My dad's side was very different from my mom's.
0: That's pretty cool. I mean, think about. It. I mean, that's just a uh... I mean, I'm 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 into that little family history thing because it's pretty cool because you get to see what your what your you know your previous re- relatives were like or your grandparents were like you know what I mean how they grew up differently and see how you so are different. now yeah you know
1: because was... you're
0: probably you're probably into shoes and you're like oh wow why am I into so much I mean it's in shoes because oh my so and so was a shoemaker or music you know what I mean like mm-hmm. how you became got into music and theater and all that stuff because your other side of the family was all into like music and orchestra and all that stuff you know
1: yeah i and i was certainly um pushed and encouraged with my passion for performance and and music so yeah i was lucky in that way that i had the full support of my parents just pushing me to go after it so
0: that's rad, dude. That's rad to have, like, a family behind you and pushing you and supporting what you thought of when you were probably, what, eight that's years like old?
1: Even younger. I think I was, like, four or five.
0: Dude, that's rad. Four or five, thinking, knowing that what you I want know. to do.
1: I know.
0: That's
1: It's amazing. And it's amazing to think, wow. So, really, all my life, I've been performing and in in music in some way or another and... Um, and I love it. I always feel so blessed that I get to do this. That that's my gift, and that's what I get to share with the world. And and that people enjoy it, you know, too.
0: And, and does it stoke you? It's I mean, not- were you, are you are you like, wow, this person likes my music. I never thought he would like that, you know, or
1: yeah, some yeah. Sometimes I'm like, it's always humbling, always flattering when someone keeps my arrows straight and says that they like it that they're really into it whatever whatever aspect of it that it is uh yeah it's just just really a blessed place to to be
0: yeah and and it's funny that you, you you were like kind of like a metal chick back it sounds like you were a metal girl back
1: I mean day. I went through my phases yeah
0: so, I had you so you went metal, then you went to New Kids on the Block, and then you <laughs> went to Backstreet Boys. Tiffany
1: and, and Debbie Gibson.
0: No, we didn't Tiffany <laughs> Gibson. No way.
1: <laughs> what are some other names to pull from from out there? I don't know.
0: Then, oh, then, you went, then you went to Two Live Crew, and then you went back to, life. you know.
1: <laughs> little salt and Peppa. salt
0: uh, uh, Waterfall, the waterfall song that everybody knows, you know. I went nowadays. to Beastie
1: Boys. Yeah, I was like really into the BC Boys, but I I so I grew up with people like Linda Ronstadt and the Everly Brothers and John Denver and Patsy Cline and Loretta Lynn and Bonnie Raitt um when I was young, like teen, preteen. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of stuff that I was listening to. Is that was what my parents just had around. Some Beatles, they had some Beatles albums,
0: um, but. Yeah, that's right. I mean, me, I grew up, I mean, I grew up with, I mean, same thing too, you know, music, you know, and, and like, I mean, all types of music. I mean, cause you know, my parents had record players and records and my brother was same, sound like your brother, he, you know, he, or same, just like your brother was into kiss and, all that stuff, you know, like mm-hmm. from the 70s and stuff like that. And then, you know, and and you know, and my and my mom was into Phil Collins and you know, she loved Phil Collins. So I mean I, I Genesis oh, Genesis? Hell yeah. yeah.
1: Genesis Peter Gabriel yeah. also. Uh God, I loved Paula Cole for a while. This is a little yeah. lane. Yeah, yeah. 10,000
0: so maniacs I, remember them? Yep, I remember them, yeah. And so I I so I, grew, I I listened so I grew up to all types of music, you know what I mean? But but my parent my parent my mom, my dad wasn't music. He was more football. He was more football player and this and that, you know, and but then joined the army and all that and became a football coach for the army and stuff. But my mom was more of the artist. So she was more in the painting and stuff like that. Me, yeah, I, I my artwork sucks. You know but I mean, <laughs> I mean i'm not that great no. you know, I, can draw, I can draw a stick figure and this and that and, whatever, you know? yeah. and then and then you know and then then my mom got mm-hmm. me in the keyboard so i you know i i started playing keyboards and you know i went to the keyboard class and i remember the song that i know i only saw i can play is a shane o'connor song um I can't think of the name of it, um, but it was that one famous song that everybody knows. Nothing
1: about. compares to you, the Prince song. Yes, yeah, yes, yeah.
0: That's the only song I could play on a keyboard, but that's it. But I love it. But you said the funny thing is, I love it, and I'll pick up a guitar and I can't play it, but I'll just jam. You know, I'll just, I'll just move my fingers and just. I know everybody's like, "What the hell is this shit?" You know, but I'll, I love it. You know what I mean? Or mm-hmm. I'll, I'll play with a drum, or I'll mess with a keyboard or piano. But I mean. I just enjoy music, you know what I mean? Like I'm, I don't have music, you know, I'm not like professional musician, you know, but I enjoy it, you know, and my passion came with skateboarding and that's my art, you know, skateboarding Mm -hmm. is my art. So that's what I love to do. And that's what drives me every day is is skateboarding. And and so, I mean, to me, skateboarding, music and art, graffiti, whatever all go together, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's, it's very beautiful, you
1: know? Yeah.
0: You ever skateboard yourself?
1: When I was, again, probably seven years old, uh, I I did not, nothing crazy, just down my very steep driveway and, and the road around the corner, just so in the neighborhood, but I didn't stick with it and I quickly lost it. I would love to get back into it or play around with it, but in all transparency, I only... Learned, I don't know, maybe a couple of years ago, how to ride a bike. Really, a bicycle? Yeah.
0: No, hold on, rewind that. So a couple of years ago, you started <laughs> learning how to ride a bike. I. How, yeah. I, so I'm I, stuttering right now because I'm I'm shocked.
1: Yeah, a lot of people learn as a kid. I I was, my parents bought me a bicycle when I was young, you know, preteen or whatever, and it was too big for me at the time. And they were like, well, she'll grow into it. But because I was working as well, uh, I was going to New York almost every day for auditions and working on stuff. So I was never taken out in the driveway to learn. Mm -hmm. I think it had training wheels. No one ever took them off. And I didn't really have the motivation to just keep going out there by myself. So it just sat and nothing happened with it. And so I, I never, I never learned. Um, I tried a couple times, someone would have a bike laying around and they, you know, after two seconds, I was frustrated. They were frustrated I'd be like, ah, I don't need to learn right now. <laughs> and really the way I learned was on my own because there's a lot of cursing that happens when I'm trying to teach myself something. <laughs> You're
0: like, it's fucking, it. damn it.
1: Shit. Totally. Totally. And and I'm I'm very angry and it sometimes can translate to someone else or or they're like, Who is this? Who what is L? Like I've never seen a sweet girl like this. But I get really hard on myself and it, it works, okay. It works for me. But <laughs> I I a friend bought me a bicycle. It's a, a, a kid's bike and a kid I, bike. This the is recently, bike. right? This was a couple of years ago. Yeah. He bought okay. me this really great kids' bike, it had a little Barbie horn, pink and turquoise, the basket on the front. I mean, it's just it's killer. This thing is I literally dreamed this bike. I wanted this bike. And I'm I was so excited he, he he surprised me with it one day. And so I was just driving it up and down my street. And I finally when when it clicks. And you're like, holy shit, this is it. Oh, my God. (laughs) I was definitely like a seven-year-old who just learned to ride a bike, learning to ride this thing. And I haven't kept up on it, but it is that saying of it's just like riding a bike. Like you remember that sensation of, oh, this is how you don't – you have to go fast and you, you can't hold too tight and all the things that people would tell me that I was doing,
0: you know. You know I'm picturing all this, right?
1: It's great, right?
0: <laughs> Your neighbors and everybody looking at you like, what's this girl doing, dude? You know, uh, I'm sure they,
1: have, they were laughing. They were laughing at this old girl just not knowing how to ride a bike. That's Kids right. on my street were probably also having a good time laughing at me.
0: Uh, you're probably on um, YouTube already.
1: <laughs> uh, not riding the bicycle. That would have been, it, it might been be. one. No. Because no. these
0: days they would have popped out the camera and filmed you. It's like, oh, this uh, girl riding a bike.
1: I should ask them.
0: <laughs> you never know.
1: <laughs> you never know me. Yeah.
0: You're Instagram famous or YouTube famous now. Can you imagine? I oh, know. It's crazy. It's, it's crazy. Probably- it's, crazy think, it's crazy to think that. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. Everything is videoed now. It's, it's a little scary.
0: Yeah, it is, dude. Times oh. have changed. They have. Well, that's rad. I mean, th- I mean, that's rad that you accomplish something like that, and 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 it feels like that you ca- that you such have a, a stride in you that with music and and whatever you do that you don't give up, and that's freaking awesome, dude.
1: Yeah. What is what I I heard someone say recently? They just never thought failure was an option. It just d- it didn't occur to me. Certainly with with riding a bike, but with music, I just, I'm having so much fun doing it that, and and failure is subjective. What do you see as a failure? To me, I'm just doing it and doing something with it, no matter how big or small. So, yeah, I guess failure is not really an option, and I don't have an option of anything else I would rather be doing right now. Love making music. I love playing. I love singing.
0: That's right. And um, and and go back a little bit. So you went to New York to go to to um to do school. You know, go to college to become an actor or or be, yeah. be that kind of thing. How was how, how was that, dude?
1: Um, it was a college experience. <laughs> I probably
0: you, you, you're doing keg stands and all that. No, I'm joking.
1: Not necessarily, <laughs> but. Uh, yeah, it's, I, I learned, I was growing. I was learning a lot about myself. Um, now I went to, I went to New York to NYU and I basically grew up there anyway. Cause like I said, I was commuting every day since I was probably eight, nine years old. So, um, New York was always a comfortable place for me and was a second home, still is a second home, and most of my life was spent there. So going going there and being away from family was the biggest thing where I wasn't uh, – I was around a lot of different personalities and making friends in a different way, and I just learned a lot about myself, more than the studies. Um, yeah, really. I had a couple – Great teachers, too. I had a teacher, Dr. Pamyang Popristov, And I remember it was an elective that I had to take. And I waited too long. So no classes that I wanted were open. And I was like, oh, my God, I got to take this freaking. I can't remember what the specificity of it was. Was it like Russian theater? Mm-hmm that i that was the class topic i was like great i gotta take this freaking class he's the best teacher in my entire career as a student never mind just college but wow what an individual i remember and i i got great grades i did not think i was going to um and i i wrote him a letter afterwards saying do you know that i i did not want to take the class Hated the idea of this class, and you turned this into the best experience of a teacher in a class that I could ever have. I was just in awe of him. What an inspirational person! And and making making the topics so engaging. He was a, he was a renegade
0: mm-hmm. back
1: in Russia with with theater. Um. Anyway, as I go like, on oh, my my little fangirl crush of that teacher, <laughs> he was he was amazing and. Wow! D- did it really put a spark in me? How we can how we can inspire each other, yeah. especially teachers.
0: That's so, right. Yeah.
1: So underpaid. Yeah. and
0: teachers. that's rad to have somebody uh, uh, somebody like that to inspire you and, and make you not inspire you, but like look up to you and be like, "Wow, man! You know, I wouldn't be here if it wasn't for that teacher or for that guy or, or okay. for that musician or whatever." To push me into that way you know yeah yeah
1: yeah there's for sure those those couple teachers through the the college um, my college course another one was a, a vocal coach a vocal performance coach
0: mm-hmm.
1: and I loved the way he approached acting and performing a song and he was also a songwriter I loved some of his songs um, a really fun class to to participate in. Um, That's right. And, and I was an emotional wreck in college. So, you know, it was, it was helpful to have those outlets, um, those places to release escape to
0: all of that. That's right. And did you do a lot of Broadway plays and stuff like too?
1: I did some Broadway, did enough off Broadway, um, like I said, tons of voiceovers and voice work. So I was doing really
0: tell, yeah. tell me about that. I'm kind of the,
1: the General Mills spokes kid for no um,
0: way, yeah.
1: yeah. So tricks and and kicks and uh count chocula. And I don't
0: count, know, you're, you're part of Chuck. What and, yeah, because
1: remember, they always had a boy and a girl. And, uh-huh. the, and whatever the icon was of the cereal, and so yeah, I was doing the little girl voice.
0: No, that's rad, dude. So that so every time I watched that commercial as a kid, that was you.
1: Uh, probably, likely, depending. Um, but yeah, it was it was some years that I was doing doing the General Mills stuff, and then jingles. So if there were little songs that kids were singing, I was doing that.
0: So how did they find you? I mean, did they just listen to your voice. It was like, wow, this kid has a great voice. We yeah, need you audition.
1: To you go in audition, and I audition. I mean, for that particular job, I audition, and then they just wanted to sign a contract so that they just have. The kid. I was also. I still am a hard worker, very focused. Um, it actually, took me a while to learn to have fun. <laughs>
0: so- hold on, hold on. What? Remind that took. <laughs> It took you a while to have fun.
1: To learn how to have fun while working, yeah, that working right. can actually be fun too. Yeah, I was so focused in and making perfection and giving someone the product that they wanted, and um, so I think that was sought after with a kid. You know, finding a kid that thinks that just the process of working is fun and they get the job done fairly quickly
0: and so yeah do you do you feel like you know like kids who start young become actors or voiceovers and stuff do you think that kind of like like puts them in a different category when they get older like like for example like you you know like you said that you just were focused on hard working and this and that because you you started at such a young age and that what You'd you'd learn to be like. Do you think that that helps out a kid, or do you think a kids or somebody should do it later on in their life?
1: It's so. I don't know if I can really answer that. It's it's pretty a personal experience. Uh, I I can say that I I don't know if I had. You have two sides of the coin, right? Because everything I went through made me who I am. But also, mm-hmm. I. I think I was worked too hard as a kid. I did not have a normal, you know, define normal, but I didn't have a regular childhood. And I missed out on a lot of things. I missed out on a lot of other different lessons that would have been useful for me maturing, finding character and all of that. Um,
0: did, did you go to prom and all that or did you oh, like? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. okay.
1: I, I never felt like I was, I don't know, part of, part of a group. I was like a floater. I didn't feel like I made friends easily or good friends. Yeah, I was a little... I felt weird. I felt Mm -hmm. weird. There's nothing
0: wrong with that. That's perfect. We're all weird.
1: Now, you learn that as you get older. Everyone's weird. (laughs) Everyone's on the spectrum. (laughs) Own it. Yeah, but...
0: The reason I ask that question, because you hear a lot of... you know stories from actors when their kids that are acting they're like oh I, I didn't have have a childhood because i was doing this and this and this and you know and i didn't go to school because i had to do yep. homeschool and this, mm-hmm. and this and this and this and that's right. you know and i didn't have you know so i was kind of wondering you know that's where i got that question from because i was wondering because i was listening to you like do you feel like kids should automatically be start Acting at such an early age? Or should they wait until when they get a little more, you know, middle school or high school?
1: It's a balance. I think it would be to, to try and create a balance. It's, there's no problem with if your kid expresses interest in something to help them and, and guide them and allow them room to explore it. But keeping them balanced with um, family or friends or other things just so that they're, they're well-rounded. You know, Uh, I think it for for the kind of experiences that I was having and that I saw other people, other kids around me in the industry at the time, uh, we were all pretty hard workers. We were all very committed to it, loved doing it. But man, no one had a life outside. Everyone was just reading scripts when they weren't working or, you know, getting ready for some other audition or doing acting class or whatever. Um mm-hmm. and now that I'm older, I think there's some real value in letting a kid be a kid and letting them, you know, cut their knees riding their bike or um yeah, having 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 friendships and working on family and that kind of thing. Now though, I will say it's very different now than when I was real young cuz child labor laws they've changed mm-hmm. a lot since i was right. yeah so you used to if you were in theater you would be there until curtain call ended and you would be there every day and you'd have to be there for i mean just your whole life was put into that and you were treated like an adult even though you may be 7 10 whatever years old and now i think there always has to be two kids or three kids cast for a single character so that the kid isn't there every day also, the kids have to leave. They have to be written out of the show or something like that by – so that the kid can leave at, let's say, 10 o'clock at night. They're not there till 11, 1130 at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, those are just a couple of the rules that I know that got changed that would have been really helpful
0: and, as a kid. Hey, and you would be able to ride a bike back then, right?
1: You know, maybe
0: so instead of of being 21 riding a bike you know i'm joking
1: (laughs) whatever yeah yeah
0: you know you're only 21 five feet and whatever you know (laughs)
1: you know what's really sad is i want to ride a motorcycle like i want to i want to get a motorcycle probably custom because i'm tiny but I want to ride a motorcycle so bad. If you were like, you don't even know how to ride a bike. I was like, shut up! <laughs> I'm make gonna sure you, do make it.
0: Sure put, make sure you put some training wheels on that, please. <laughs> you don't put training wheels on a motorcycle because think about it, you just you just rode a bike. Now you, I know you're trying to I'll step start up. Start with a
1: moped. Way. I'll start with a little moped or something. You know, a little scooter.
0: Yeah, scooter. Do a scooter, but be, but be careful because I used to have a scooter. Man, people drive crazy on those things. People drive crazy no matter what but if you have a a motorcycle they don't care what you are man they'll run you over dude
1: yeah i i do realize that when you're when you're on those kind of vehicles you have to be extra cautious i see people that take risks that i think it's so dumb but there is a joy in riding open air like that it's similar to a skateboard right it's that that Moving vehicle, but everything is involved with the air around you. You're not in a car pod. You know, yeah. It I, mean,
0: all. I mean, I think the next thing I'll do, I'm going to get a golf cart because I see that a lot of people have oh, golf carts yeah. in the neighborhood. I'm like, dude, I want one of those. dude. That's badass.
1: <laughs> My neighborhood, we actually, thats people ride those around here in the summer.
0: <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah,
1: And then when, especially when we do Porch Fest or the boat clubs, there's a couple boat clubs in the area. People in the summer were just—they're just riding around in their little golf carts. My neighbor right up the street has one.
0: So do you have? Money. Do you have one?
1: I don't, but that would—that would be fun. I could just probably borrow someone's. I don't know. I don't know if I would buy that. Like I said, I want that scooter.
0: So, so you could take the roof off and just have it air open, you know?
1: Uh, yeah. Well, golf carts. What do they have? It is just a, a roof on the top.
0: Yeah. That's you can awesome. take it off and see I, I want one i want to put one just to pimp out like have some rims some music blaring <laughs> three you know what i mean me and the homies is chilling you know like, to the beach where you take it oh what's your neighborhood I'll, like well when i um back in well in san diego i mean i live on the beach out there in pb pacific beach and um out there we abbreviate everything so they've got ob that's ocean beach you got pb that's PB and then you got NC, that's Intonita. So we all, we abbreviate everything out there. You know, we never right. say the full words, you know? And so I live in uh, PB, that's Pacific beach. And um yeah, dude, like everybody has golf carts out there, dude. And, and you skateboard to the beach or you bike to the beach. And, you know, when you go there, you never have a car, you have a car, but you just park it and you never have to use it again until mm-hmm. you have to leave, leave to go to work. Mm-hmm. And you get drunk and walk home. It's a great yeah. feeling. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I would get one out when I get, when I head back home. I'll, I'll think about getting one so I can just pimp it out and have, like, Bluetooth in there and just jamming it down. Because I see people doing that out there, like, just pimping it out. And I'm just like, what? It's
1: That's a so nice rad. relaxed ride. Yeah. I I think you should make that a priority for this year. <laughs>
0: I'll send you a picture of that, dude. Say, yo. Please.
1: There. Yeah.
0: Have a couple of house cover surfboard racks in the back or surfing. Oh,
1: yeah, right.
0: I surfing.
1: Know. Do you surf too?
0: I'm not the greatest, but I try. It that looks really hard. It, it, I mean, I, I went surfing my first time out there with my with my homie, and, and he was like, We're going surfing, it's three feet high, blah blah blah. And I was like, dude, what? I never surfed. It's like, what are well, you gonna learn today? And so, fucking, he gave me a board, and I went out there. I did, you know, I know how to duck dive. You know, like that's when you grab your board and you go under the wave and you come up
1: on the other side. And the other ride side, yeah. yeah.
0: And I would know how to do that. And so I went and duck dive. And I think I maybe I did it too early or something. And the wave just picked me up and flushed. You know, and I got stronger on the waves. And you, let me tell you, out there you can't feel the ground, so you don't know what's exactly. You, to be, you know, so I was like, I'm gonna try this again. So I did try to do it again, and it swallowed me up and shot me out. And I was like, you know what? Screw it, dude. I will see you. I'll be on the beach drinking my my <laughs> uh, and eating my California burrito, and I'll watch you surf. And he's already yelling, "Yeah!" You're a wuss. Get out of here. And I'm like, yeah, I'll see you later. I'll be on the dashboard. Totally the fine.
1: Call me a wuss. I'm still going to have a burrito and a tequila. You know?
0: <laughs> no, right? Yeah. You can't complain about that. Um, yeah. But no, I mean, I don't mind. I mean, I mean, I, 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 I mean, there's some big ass waves out there, dude. And and I had this one homie before him and his wife and kid moved away. We used to go body surfing out there, dude. And um, body surf some big ass waves dude, and that's pretty gnarly too
1: no one gets hurt i just i don't know it seems like a really easy thing to get hurt doing
0: it, it's, it's a drilling dude its it's yeah. like it's like riding a bike you know yeah yeah maybe no because because you get that because you're riding that way If surfing or or body surfing or I see people paddleboarding surf paddleboard surf too mm-hmm Yeah. That's gnarly, dude. That's gnarly. I wouldn't do that, dude. That's scary, dude.
1: Really? That's scarier? Why?
0: Because you're you're body surfing those waves. You're paddleboarding those waves. So you got a board and you got that paddle and you're just. You're
1: not trying to stand on it and balance at the same time.
0: No. Yes. People are doing it. Google it. You'll see what I'm talking about. People body no, not body surf, but paddleboard surf those big old waves and are standing on it. Like surfing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's nuts. I'll stick to rollerblading for now.
0: Uh-oh. You have a roller skate?
1: Well, I'm a rollerblader. A professional? Not professional, but put it this way. That was my main mode of transportation when I lived in New York City.
0: Because well, you didn't need a car a out.
1: Street blader. Uh, yeah. But, you know, a little risky. Not too many tricks. Very simple, very simple jumps. Um, no but, way. Yeah. No I, way. Yes. Yep. Me, really and my, cool. me and my ex was huge into it, and then I got into it. And then that's how we just got around town, everywhere. I was like, forget the subway. It takes too long.
0: So your, ex was, your ex was like, a, a professional?
1: Not warrior. pro either, but he was also really good. He used oh, to okay. teach, teach lessons at Central Park and whatever. And, oh, um, okay. Mm.
0: well you know skateboarders and rollerbladers we don't you know we don't really like each other What? we actually don't man we actually have a name for them man why we just you know it's it's like any it's like it's like surfers and boogie boarders that we don't well that's
1: ridiculous too i never heard of that
0: oh i didn't i don't have a problem
1: with you why you gotta have a problem with me
0: no, but see when female do it, it's not a problem. But when you see dudes doing it, like razors, you know, they're, you see these kids on scooters and doing tricks. It's like, dude, a skateboard, you know? Yeah. But it's just a thing that you know. It's just a skateboard thing, you know. It's like when we see these these electric scooters that everybody rides around town on. We're like, dude, this is this is dumb. Get a skateboard, or a bike.
1: <laughs> want, well, it's because it's electric, right? So.
0: Well, are you talking yeah.
1: about the foot push ones?
0: Oh, the ones that like bird that everybody rides around town now? I don't know if you have those up there yet. I
1: don't know.
0: Yeah. the electric great. ones, right? They're like, they? yeah, yeah, they're like electric ones. They're like like Uber has them. And, Rechargeable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you, and you just pay for it and you just – I call it laziness because – We have them
1: you, here. Yeah. Are you
0: know what I'm talking about? They're sitting on the corner of the street yes. and stuff. Like yeah, that? we have them here. Uh, I call them, I call them laziness because I see, you know, I see so many people getting on those things. I'm like, look, man, you can walk like two, uh, one second to the restaurant and you're jumping on that to get to that restaurant. That's only like two feet away from you, you know? Two blocks away, yeah, yeah. You know, but no, but back to back to, yeah, because, you know, I mean, that's rad, dude. So you would do jumps and stuff. That's fucking awesome, man.
1: Yeah. I wish I could get back some of the chops. I tried, um, when, when everything locked down, I tried, I went to the train station and I was, I was there every day there in the empty movie theater parking lot, just blowing off steam. And, um, really, yeah, I should do it again now that it's cold. Cause it's a great thing to do when it's cold out. Mm-hmm. You get, you get warmed up really fast. Um, yeah, in the summer I don't like it so much because I again it's too hot. You're too hot.
0: You're ready to be at the beach, right?
1: Yeah, totally.
0: <laughs> well, you you, you, you want to get off that white powder of you? You're like, oh, I gotta get some <laughs> white powder off. I gotta get some tan on. Me. I gotta get some color, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I got got a, a, I got a, a photo shoot. I look too white, you know.
1: <laughs> I am definitely pulling too much pasty right now. I
0: you're, you're looking like, you're looking like a pasty bear, right?
1: I am. I am.
0: No, I'm sorry about that. I'll, I'll send some
1: sunshine your way. Please. It's not just the sunshine. I need I need the temperatures. All
0: right. Well, I'll send some. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, where I'm at, I can't send you any of that temperature. I know. we get back home. But, nah, but that's rad. I mean, so you got around New York. Because, I mean, I, you know, a funny, th- funny thing is, I've never been to New York. What? Never been to New York. Absolutely. Actually, I, I'll rephrase that. I went to New York one time. It was to fly into the airport. Doesn't
1: count. JFK. It doesn't and, count. I'm sorry right now.
0: And then I flew out of JFK to go to South Africa. So that was the only time I went to New York.
1: Yeah. I know. It well, doesn't count. great trip. Sounds like a great trip. But I uh, and and to go now, I don't know. It's not the same as it used That's to be. Hair. Um but yeah, I I yeah, it used to be gritty and I don't know. I loved. I loved rollerblading around, owning the street. I had a little whistle.
0: No way. Yeah, a a little.
1: I had a whistle. I would. I would whistle or tell people to get out of the way if they were in the crosswalk and they weren't supposed to be. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I'm pitching
0: you this right now. Got to bang on
1: some cabs, you know, like, hey, share the road.
0: I'm pitching this now. you in the roller skate, you've got your backpack on, you're going to school. Totally, totally. Hey, asshole, get on the side of the street. Cabby, you're in my way. Move out of the way.
1: Some of the nicest was going down like mm, 9th, 10th, 11th Avenue, which is all the way on the west side. And late at night, not as many cars out. And it's a downhill when you're going from uptown to downhill. Man, that was my favorite was going going home over there and taking taking the west side down.
0: So you're bombing hills on blades. I loved
1: it. Yeah.
0: So you're a risk taker, dude.
1: A little. I mean, look at me. I wanna I wanna ride a motorcycle. I wanna That's
0: I, wanna right.
1: I wanna try all the things. I learned... I'm Trying to get into guns and shooting guns, and oh, I got calm my lights. Calm down, calm down,
0: there, cowgirl. You know,
1: <laughs> total cowgirl. That is the perfect description. Like tomboy, cowgirl kind of thing.
0: Yeah, you're out there, and you know, out there in the in the in the snow, and you're trying to, you know, stuck in the house. And like, what am I gonna do with myself? You know, I'm thinking I'm gonna ride a motorcycle, and then I'm gonna get a couple NKs <laughs> over here, and then I'm gonna.
1: Well, that's you know, a little extreme, but.
0: I, I know that's a stream, but you know what I mean? A couple of shotguns over here, and I'm gonna go hunting. I'm gonna go hunting and go motorcycling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then I'll sit, and then I'll, I'll hit you up and like, What are you doing? And you're like, I'm out here going out, out in the fields, out in the fields, and I'm out in BFE right now, just riding my bike. And okay. I, got, I got Bob's Joe on the other bike, and you know, I'm hanging out with all these bicycle gangs, and we're just riding around.
1: <laughs> that would be a great year.
0: <laughs> I can just. Get whoa, all that. whoa! I was joking. You're like, that's a great
1: year. No, that sounds great to me. Are you kidding?
0: Just. Oh, your DM now is blowing up. Hanging
1: right now. out. <laughs> your
0: DM is blowing up right now. Calm wow, down, this-
1: everybody. This is this is like fantasy land for me. But. <laughs>
0: <laughs> They're blowing up right now. They're like, whoa, this girl's hot. Oh biting and. <laughs> You got the Hell Angels hitting building you.
1: things like working on a car. I want to restore a car. What I'm that's like, awesome, dude. Yeah. Why don't you do it? i trying to make music a career, <laughs> <laughs> a little busy, but
0: but think yeah. about it. that could be a photo album, you know. You're working on cars, you ride riding a motorcycle, or you know, you're out there shooting guns. No, I'm joking on that. That that would be that would be a good photo album, but. <laughs>
1: Okay. Note to self: No PR help from.
0: (laughs) So let's go to your let's go to your music. So uh, earlier you said that you have different your your music's different than what other people expect it to be like.
1: Multi genre, yeah. And explain that to me. And when you say singer songwriter. there's, there is a certain idea of what that is, that it's maybe softer or just prettier. And, and, you know, probably half of my music is, it does fall there, but the way I play guitar is a bit more percussive and I'm, I'm self-taught as well. So I don't know what I'm playing. I play in alternate tunings. I just press strings and try to find the stuff that sounds cool and make songs with that so the way i play is already quite different from most other singer-songwriters or particularly yeah. female singer-songwriters and then because i'm i'm my voice is uh i i feel when people compare me are accurate comparisons. I would look at like a Chris Stapleson or Susan Tedeschi, Bonnie Raitt, uh, a little bit of Stevie Nicks, Sheryl Crow, uh, some Patty Griffin. So there's this little bit of rock blues edge with some country pop Mm -hmm. going on. And I just let the songs write themselves and then my voice naturally has whatever character it has like i'm saying it it falls a little bluesy it can be a little country and and i don't try to hide that anymore i just go with it so really hard when i want to write a pop song cuz my voice isn't 100% pop i know that but i still enjoy the the genre so i'm still going to still going to try and write some stuff
0: that's right yeah. dude. and and so you taught yourself how to play guitars. So how hard was that? Um did you feel like it was easy to pick up from watching your brother in a pass? Or did you
1: No, I don't remember anything of what he was doing. Um I it's it's a little hazy when I try to think back. How did I exactly I just the only memory I have is I had nothing to go on. I literally was pressing strings <laughs> with different fingers and then later down the line. someone would be like, oh, that's a G chord. I'm like, okay. I don't, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I ch- picked up a book maybe. And I learned that what I was playing was a C at one time. I, I knew a C, a D, a G, and an A. I don't anymore. I just, I know some fingerings. And like I said, I play in alternate tunings too. So um, for, for the most part, I'm playing in alternate tunings. And that was essentially because I hurt my finger and couldn't play in standard anymore. Mm. So, had to find a way around that. Um, uh,
0: that's pretty rad. I mean, just think about that. I mean, so every guitar sound, every guitar playing in your all your music—that's you, correct? That's all you,
1: mostly. I well, some of the some of the more recent productions I've had other legitimate guitar players play the parts. Okay. Um there's some acoustic recordings out there. Those are obviously me, but <laughs> the the and and so you can hear the way I play and how I interpret playing the guitar. The best versions would be the acoustic. Any any of my acoustic stuff.
0: But is, is there an acoustic album coming out soon?
1: I have two online already. Really? Yeah, I have I have uh
0: is it on Spotify or I have one that's F2?
1: called acoustic. Yeah, on Spotify I have acoustic. Actually, I don't know that acoustic is on there, but Times 2 is, X2.
0: X2? Okay.
1: Um that one's on there. And then Shadows is the m- most recent one. There's some light percussion and another guitarist that also joined me on that one, but it's it's me playing acoustic guitar. So it's the
0: times two album. That's all you playing acoustic playing. You yeah, guitar. It's
1: just me and acoustic guitar.
0: Yeah, dude, that, that's rad, dude. Like that's that's pretty awesome because, like, songwriting must become a lot harder for you because you got to make sure the song goes with your guitar, correct? Acoustic, right?
1: I don't know that I would say it's any harder. It's just the way I do it. So I don't know any other way, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: That's pretty rad, dude. Like that's that's so much talent that you have. You know what I mean? Like you oh, are so, you. you're you're like multi talent from riding a bike to rollerblading down Palm <laughs> in New York to <laughs> you know to, to playing guitar to having like variety of different multi voices and songs. You know what I mean? Like you know that that's 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 a lot of talent, dude. Like you are you have a gift, amazing gift. That thank like, you. A lot of people wish they have or do have, but they don't know how to use it. You know that, that's just rad. But I'm gonna go to your album X2, and I'm gonna say that's a that's a beautiful album. I love it. Oh, thanks. Right. And one of the, and I know it came out 2018, and, and you probably got something new coming on, out and stuff like that. But it's such a good album. And one of the songs that I really like a lot, and I wanna kind of wanna know the meaning of it behind the song. Tell me, tell me. It's yeah, it fade to gray. Oh
1: well, that is incredible. I'm I'm always surprised at what people are, you know, what people gravitate towards. Um, Fade to Gray. I wrote in Vermont. I was visiting my godparents, and I wrote a couple songs. I actually wrote the Whip there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, the track after Fade to Gray. I Fade to Gray is a combination of two people. Uh, in my life especially at that time and they were so similar to me so i i i used that for them fade to grace so yeah i went through this whole it's not just a phase it was a turn of how i was viewing living life which is manifesting Mm -hmm. and And all the different ways in in which people talk about how to. But certainly the idea of focusing on good breeds more good. What good does thinking bad do? um, Making, in a way, we can make things a lot harder for ourselves by the way we think. uh, Not just the choices we make. And... I noticed with these particular people, it was it was a great mirror for me to hold against myself to say, for me to learn what not to do, how not to be hard on myself or others. Even um, to uh, that that corny thing of look on the bright side, you know. Change yeah. ch- when you change the way you look at things, the things you look at change. Mm-hmm. Um, I always loved that. So that's what Fade to Gray is to me. Does that resonate at all? Or did you have a completely different story?
0: No, I mean, that's honestly, honestly, that's how I felt too. I mean, I'm not just saying that because you just said it, but I mean, that's what I got from it. It was just Fade to Gray to me was like something that to me it meant, you know, in your life that means a lot to you and it kind of faded away, you know, faded away and it kind of like into a gray way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like kind of like it was something special. It was like something in your life that meant a lot to you. That's what I, that's what I got from it. You know?
1: Yeah.
0: I don't know if it's the same page, but you know, it's it's, somewhere, somewhere like it's that. similar, similar,
1: like <laughs> it's similar, similar, similar line.
0: Yeah, and, then the, and the other one that I thought was pretty cool and listen to the words of it, it was one that got away. I mean, that's that can relate to a lot of people, you know.
1: That, oh you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um
0: you know what I got from that was what I I mean, sorry, Runchy, but what I got from that is like, you know, you had somebody or we had somebody in our lives that to me, like right, to me, what I got from that is life experience. And you know, you always had that one person that You really didn't work into, but you weren't into, but you let it walk away. And then it doesn't have to be a person; it could be a family member, a friend, an animal. It could be anything in your life that you let walk away out of your life. You know, Mm
1: -hmm. a job
0: or whatever. You know, like fuck, I I got out of my way. But what I got from that is, is somebody that you really cared about, and and you realize that down the line, wow, it was meant to be. That that was the one that I let go.
1: Yeah, that one's one's so interesting how, well, these songs about losing love, um, they are not always written uh, for circumstances that people think they are. Um, Mm -hmm. They're not always about, like you're saying, a, a, a love interest or a specific love interest or whatever. Um, but it, it it's interesting how the song ends up writing itself in a way to sound like love. And, and this one certainly is, it still is, but my, my song Never Meant to Last was also, um, it came out as a love song, even though it was not written as, a, <laughs> it was not about love. <laughs> um, however, this one, yeah. I've I've probably said this at one point before. I guess now I'm going to put it in print. This, this is you were you were right in naming a few other things it could be about, mm-hmm. perhaps, perhaps a pet. It might be a pet.
0: Yeah, that's right. I mean, it's, it's a beautiful song. It definitely is. And another one is one of your EPs that I'd like that came out in 2019 is uh, once was.
1: Yeah, you know I am so surprised how many people like. That particular song, I love it, and I love what the studio guys did with it. Just amazing. They nailed the vibe of it, which was going for a um, Fleetwood Mac.
0: Mm-hmm. That's what I got. That's what I, so, that's what that's yeah. what to me what it felt like.
1: Gosh, they just nailed it, and um. Yeah, and took took this song from and you can hear it on Times too, because it's their acoustic as well. And and hear the difference in what what they actually added to the track, uh, that that completely changed the vibe for me anyway. Mm-hmm. Love I love how that came out. I'm happy you like that one too.
0: Yeah, it's definitely good songs. And do you feel like like is it hard to write songs? I mean, how do you come up with like writing your songs? I mean, do you have to do, like, you know, like, um, life experiences or or something that relates to the song? You know what I mean? Uh, they are
1: – I've definitely written most songs that are, like, my life experience. Second to that is someone else's life experience. And third from that is a totally manufactured story in my own head that hmm. I – I have, I have a song "Western Bell," and that was based on an idea. It was kind of some. Sometimes they're exercises. So there was a, a friend of mine who's another singer songwriter, and I remember him saying, "Oh, I wrote this one after watching this movie," and so I wrote a song. I was like, "Oh, huh? I huh. never thought to do that. Let me try that." And I was doing a songwriting session at Well, when Gibson Studios was there in. New York um and I was I was there writing a song and figured well I saw a horror movie I used to love horror (laughs) I do not anymore uh I'd seen I'd seen this this one horror movie that freaked freaked me out and I kind of ran with that but I made my own characters I made my own storyline and it was just about this hotel that bad shit happened at I had my characters uh you know, a hitman, a hooker, and <laughs> and the devil, you know, basically <laughs> what happens there. So,
0: what song was that. Go like,
1: blow up Western Bell, folks.
0: <laughs> Western Bell, okay. I have I to think, listen to that now. <laughs> I think
1: that's on on Times 2, as well. Um, oh, yeah,
0: that's right. That's right. I see it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I have to re listen to that song. That's pretty rad that, like, I mean, I would never thought that. A movie or or something like that can help you write a, a song you know or use your imaginary mind to write a song because that's pretty rad because i always thought like you know musicians will uh, like write a song about life experience or something that happened to somebody else's life but it reflected you you know what i mean I yeah, before, yeah but i never thought like sitting there Watching a horror movie, be like you know, I'm gonna write a song about horror movies, you know, or or, or something, you know, hotel hookers and the devil. That's yeah, perfect, perfect song, you know.
1: Yeah, yeah. I'm and I'm not. I'm not. Uh, what is it called? Like blatant. I'm not so obvious in my writing. Uh, maybe maybe not hearing what the storyline is in my head, someone can still interpret it for themselves, however they want to whether it's, it is their own version of a horror movie or just completely something else, you know, some other kind of concept. Um, so I'm still allowing for, for that, for someone to interpret on That's their own. That's right. But fun exercises as, you know, writing writing songs and, and uh, it still was an exploration of myself. Like I said, I was so, I so loved horror movies. <laughs> it was fun to add in that. I can't remember the name. It, I think it was Kate Beckinsale was in it, and it's oh, something about a hotel that they go to.
0: Oh, are yeah.
1: Stuck in it. Now it's so long ago. I can't remember even the storyline all that well.
0: Kate Beck. Um, I think you know I'm only talking about.
1: Kate Beckinsale and um, some other actor that I had a crush on at the time. He's, oh, he's got a so brother. Cool. He's got a brother, Luke. Luke and Owen Wilson. Right, so it's Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. So you had a,
0: hold on, hold on. Rewind us. You had a crush on Owen Wilson?
1: Uh, Luke on Luke. Oh, Luke. Yeah, the brother.
0: Okay. That's that's funny to, to picture that. I mean, nothing funny, but I mean, you know, it's, it's pretty, pretty cool, I guess.
1: He's, he's an interesting... He's always played interesting characters. I just... Found that attractive, I guess. I you
0: know,
1: not like I ever met him or ever will, but, <laughs> but uh, you never know. He might he might yeah. hear this,
0: like okay, I got to meet this girl. <laughs> uh,
1: he's probably married with kids or something. <laughs> probably, probably,
0: probably, yeah. But Luke Wilson, huh? I would figure Owen Wilson over Luke Wilson.
1: I guess Owen got more popular in mainstream. He was oh, okay. he was. He was doing more public eye. But I the first movie I saw with Luke was Bottle Rocket. I think that was the two of them. Yeah. Do you remember that really old Yeah, I remember. Movie? That. Oh, was it was it
0: The Vacancy 2? I don't know that The was. Vacancy?
1: Oh, yes. I think that's it.
0: You know I just googled it, right? That's fine. <laughs> that, yeah, damn. I think that was it. You think that was it? Okay. Yeah, it
1: freaked me out too. It's like, "Um, oh, do I ever want to stay in a hotel?" So, I will say this though. Uh, uh-huh. I, I stayed at a hotel once, and this was after I got super paranoid about things being on the wall and what kind of mirrors or recording devices or uh, you paraphernalia carry- is in there. And yeah. <laughs> I was with my boyfriend at the time, and he had, he downloaded an app on his phone that you can go around and Somehow detect, and there was stuff in the the hotel in Boston that we were in. Or Are you serious? So it so it was reading, yeah. And I was so freaked out, like, well, no funny business. <laughs> like, <laughs> hover the mirrors and <laughs> or sure, on, man. Yeah. Check the
0: bathroom. You know, <laughs> that's crazy, dude. That's definitely crazy. There's an app for everything. No, I know right? technology's days, right? Isn't that just insane? Yeah. So, do you remember your first time performing live in front of an audience?
1: That would have to be when I was super young, like the five year old range. Um, I was doing my dance recitals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. God, I loved it.
0: I loved did it. you get like, si- were you nervous or anything like that? Or
1: No, I. I did not get nervous until much older. Um, Really? Yeah. And and it was funny because people, before I'm going on stage, they would say, are you nervous? You're going to do so good. And I was like, no. I didn't have any concept of what being nervous was. I was just like, I'm going out there to play. What are you talking about? (laughs) (laughs) Isn't it normal you go out there and dance or say some lines and... What's, what is nervous? Yeah. <laughs> so unfortunately I was struck by the bug eventually. And now I, I do get some nerves.
0: And and do, do you put like, where do you mostly perform like your music at? Do you go to like concerts? You do like, you have a lot of like festivals, concerts, bars.
1: Yeah, stages, all stages of all kinds. I'll do even private events, bars, restaurants, private events, music really? venues, um, festivals outside. Yeah. and. For the most part, I can quell any nervous energy that starts to come up, um, but every now and then something freaks me out. It's usually if it's a really a really big crowd or I can't hide anything. I, I have to be totally me and a guitar and that's it. I'm transparent. I, I can get a little like, oh, who's going to heckle me? Am I going to know how to heckle back? <laughs> <laughs>
0: But do you do you remember your first time, you know, playing your mu- playing live in front of people? Do you remember the first time you did that?
1: I don't think I do. I mean, if I had to guess, it would it would have been one of the clubs in in uh, in New York with with my own music, because certainly mm-hmm. I did I did some cabaret stuff um, on on New York stages. in in cabaret venues uh, when I was a teen, Mm -hmm. probably something like 14 or something. And I was singing torch songs and and with a band that I didn't meet or play with. That was a little unnerving um, getting up there and having a band play a song that you've never rehearsed with them. And like, I I just got to try and remember my words. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I don't know how to have people follow me or me follow anyone else
0: yeah yeah definitely and and then like when you perform your, your your own songs what was it were you nervous when you did that did you were you like thinking in your head like are they gonna like what i play for yeah
1: i think especially at the beginning i was far more nervous about being judged mm-hmm. um are people gonna like it am i gonna crack am i gonna forget my words Definitely forgetting my words because I do that even though I know... So- I could have my lyrics right in front of me and I'll forget them. I'll be like... Whoa, "Really, Yeah, yeah I, I don't... There's probably something in my brain chemistry or something that... um, I don't remember that kind of detail. But I'm also... I have hundreds of songs and I'm constantly cycling through three hours of music. There's no way I want to Take up bandwidth with that kind of stuff when I can have lyrics in front of me. Mm -hmm. So, um, and it's, I think, having brain farts is pretty normal human experience. So, oh, yeah,
0: definitely. Someone's gonna
1: judge me on that. Oh, okay. I don't (laughs) care. (laughs)
0: Because you gotta think about it, we're human. So, I mean, nobody's perfect. Everybody's gonna have bloopers and mess up. I I do, I do, I do, I do with my live show, like, we filmed our first episode of season five, first time back on the road because of COVID. And we did live stream. You know, most of our shows, we did live stream for a year and a half. And then and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll be great. I'll be doing fine, dude, because I had a year and a half practice in front of a computer in front of, a, you know, I, I couldn't mess up because it was live streams, So there was no turning the thing off. You know what I mean? Yeah yeah as soon as we cameras turned on lights turned on yeah we just there's like four or five maybe ten takes you know i couldn't wow i couldn't <laughs> say the guy's name correctly like lenny, <laughs> lenny, lenny, lenny Rives and i or i might said it wrong again but it, but i couldn't say his name right because i had to go i had to say bah, 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 this episode or you know this guest is the guest on this show or whatever is blah, 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 blah. And then I come to his name, I messed up. I was like, ah. Oh. Then, I, then I did a shot. We got in the parking <laughs> I was like, you want a shot? And I'm like, yeah. And he's like, what do you want? Tequila. Perfect solution. And yeah. And he gave me a big shot of tequila. It wasn't little. big shot. And I was like, you ready? I took it. And then I started talking. And then all of a sudden, it burnt my throat. And I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, up, I- what happened is you have to watch the show when it drops to see how I actually Right. Great. So I tune. can't, I can't, I can't give you an audience of what happened, happen, you know? <sighs> yeah. But,
1: we'll but,
0: yeah, definitely stay tuned, but no, it, it's definitely right. I mean, you, you can't be perfect with anything, but I mean, when you forget your songs, you probably have to keep on going. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and depending, life's not a dress rehearsal and have fun. And so I try to, I, I find it endearing when performers that I really like and admire have these glitches and hiccups in their performance. And sometimes my wonderful improv brain will say or do something magical and brilliant. And sometimes it's a total flop. (laughs) So you just go with the ride and see where you land. Yeah. Um, But I try, I try to have fun with it. if That happens. And like I said, I typically will have some kind of lyrics out in front of me that I could bounce back into it
0: mm-hmm. at some point. That's right. And and you got something dropping Friday. Tell me about this.
1: Oh, sure. So I have my – this is the single off of my upcoming EP. So the song is called Never Give Up. That's coming out on Friday on every and any platform imaginable. And then the follow up, the four song EP, will be released at the end of February, February twenty fifth or eighth. It's a it's a Friday.
0: Okay, and tell me and tell me the meaning behind this. Never give up.
1: Never give up. Um, It was a it was a a discovery of truths about myself, new truths I was seeing in the world. Uh, I think the past two years has been really enlightening for. Revealing truth for everybody, uh, so I probably would just stick with that. Yeah, yeah. Revealing okay. truths for myself.
0: That's, that sounds good. I can't wait to listen to it. You know, I mean, like I said, you have such a beautiful voice, and you know, and 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 such a you know variety of ways it's of how, how- you. See it. Yeah. I you sing your songs, you know, I'm like, like you said, country blues, this and this and this. So I'm kind of curious, like how, which voice is going to come out of this, this song? It's
1: different. Again, I just keep, I just keep shape-shifting. So this one I used.
0: Hold on, the, did you say shape-shifter? I love that.
1: <laughs> Except with my voice. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm like, not Madonna, but that kind of concept where you mm-hmm. just. You just you want to try something different. Uh, This one I used John Mayer and Ryan Adams as the touchstone for the productions. So maybe you're going to hear some vibe like a like that.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I'm I'm excited to check it out. And 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 where can people listen to it or download it or whatever?
1: I direct people to Spotify. I think. Uh, Apple Music is another great spot. But there won't be a video, but you will be able to listen to it on YouTube. Certainly, what is it, Google Play? or um, And I'll, I'll have it on my Bandcamp page if people want to download it from there. Um, yeah, but anywhere. Anywhere you want to listen to music online, I'll have some hard copies of the CD in February. Okay. I still print CDs because... Some people like me still have them in their car or <laughs> just want that something like a legit piece of music to go yeah. home. With. So I'll have those CDs in, in February.
0: Okay. And, and where can, you know, do you have a website or anything that people can yeah. Instagram or anything like that people can find? Oh, you. At?
1: Yeah. So the yeah. socials that I can keep up with are Instagram and Facebook. They're both El Sera music. And I'm on YouTube. I should get a little more active on there, but I'm I'm on there as well. Elsera Music as well. And and then Spotify and Apple Music like I just said. My website is elseramusic.com and I'm hoping to give that a makeover really soon so there'll be a merch page and some new some new tidbits to it. But it's got the basics right now. You could visit it.
0: All right. And instead of having, you know, your, your single and your EP coming out, um, is there anything else that's coming for 2022 that um, these your fans or the listeners can know about? Like I have
1: concert? another single that I'll be coming out with after the EP. And I'm not too sure if there'll be another mini collection or just another single after that. Um, I'm also looking to put together another CD of all the songs that are singles. Again, just for people, if they want to have them in one place, walk home with it, order it online or something. So that I'm working on too. I think it's just going to be called singles or single mingle. So you can Oh,
0: I, I like single mingle.
1: Right? Yeah. It's very catchy. So yeah, a lot of singles coming up after that.
0: Okay. okay. And any concerts or festivals or anything you'll be performing? Right
1: now for the year. So there's there's something um, some things coming up the pike. And I guess just stay tuned on the the website. You can see my dates. I put some dates through on the Facebook page, but my website is it it has everything in one place. So that's probably the best spot.
0: Hell yeah, dude. I, I look forward to hopefully Hopefully, you, one of your dates are out in California or San Diego. Maybe I can. Oh, you need know.
1: to make my way out there. Austin. Well, I'm really looking forward to making my way to Austin. So, okay. but in Austin, it's like, well, shouldn't I hit Colorado and California? and dude. Exactly. Yeah.
0: yeah. It should definitely look that way. I mean, I would love to see, you know, you perform live. Because, I mean, like I said, like, I love your your songs. And you have such a great, beautiful voice. And it's, it's amazing, you know. it would be fun.
1: The great. Time oh,
0: to be definitely. There. And one yeah. last question before we take off. Um, do you have anything you want to say to an upcoming musician, a songwriter, uh, um, you know a, a Broadway performer or anything?
1: Well, that's awful broad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um,
1: <laughs> the thing that jumps out to me is you can do anything you want to do if you put in the blood sweat and tears. And that's probably the dismal way of saying put in your work, but also something I like to tell myself and I've heard it's been helpful in sharing this with others is just create, be creative, get in touch with that part of yourself, whether you're doing something artistic with math or doing something that's artistic with making a song or performing or writing or don't worry about what it is. Don't judge it. Let someone else do that. Just do the action of being creative. I think it's incredibly healing, and we should share more of ourselves through it.
0: So. Oh yeah, that's a, uh, I agree with you on that. You know, that's my sound bite. That's your sound bite right there. That's your that's your ender. <laughs> well, cool. Well, thank you so much, L. And you definitely, you know, you know. I love your stuff, and you know I'm so proud of what you're doing, and that's that's amazing.
1: Thank you so much for having me on here. I really appreciate the opportunity to talk with you and and share a little bit more about myself with everybody, your listeners. Oh yeah.
0: Well, cool, cool. Well, have a good day, and hey, by the way, happy Margarita Monday.
1: Absolutely, get it on. Get that tequila. Love
0: oh, trust company. me, uh, the father's <laughs> already called my name already. <laughs> good for you. <laughs> All right, well, you have a great day, and in um, stay in touch.
1: You too, have a great All day. Right.
0: All have right. You right
1: bye. Bye.